Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We have had a couple of signings and re-signings over the last few days we haven't given our live reaction to, uh, so we're going to go through all of them now. Some of the names we're going to be talking about, Josh Curran, uh, Phoenix Crossland, uh, KO Weeks, Blake Wilson and Corey Waddell. So one club in particular, the Canterbury Bulldogs getting a decent run in all of those topics. Let's start with the first one, in my opinion, the biggest one. Bulldogs reportedly signed Josh Curran for 2024 and beyond. Now, I believe we are still waiting for the Canterbury Bulldogs to confirm this or the New Zealand Warriors, uh, but I think that this one is all but done from what I have gathered. Uh, Josh Curran, we've spoken about him on Bloke in a Bar the last few weeks. We had a big chat about him the other day on the podcast on Monday. Uh, I think Josh Curran is such an untapped potential. I, ju- I just think he is so fucking good. I, I've said on time and time again on this podcast, I cannot believe how the New Zealand Warriors underutilize him. And from the outside looking in, um, I would almost have to assume it is like a personality clash. I, I can't. He, there must be people at the Warriors he wasn't getting along with. Um, I'm not sure if it's coach, players. I don't know, uh, but I cannot believe how little they used him and how poorly they used him at different points. Because every time he's on the field, he is unreal, Josh Curran. So I think he's a really good signing for Canterbury. Now, I've had people message me and say, well, hold on. He's leaving the Warriors because he can't get a spot because of their back rowers. Uh, arrives at the Canterbury Bulldogs, and they've got, uh, you know, Viliami Kikau. Uh, they have got Jacob Preston. So where's he going to get a spot there? I personally think he'd be a really good 13. Uh, I've always thought he's more of a 13. I, I think he's a great edge. Uh, but I, I think he'd be a, a great little lock forward. And I'm not sure uh, who would be lining up there for Canterbury at the moment. Uh, obviously, Carl Oluwapu was in the plans. We're not sure if he's going to be available next season. I think that Josh Curran would be a fantastic get. There's rumours circulating. 
they could go for Ryan Madison as well, who I think would be a good pickup as well. Probably not great optically for Ryan Madison. I think that would be his fifth club in seven years or something wild like that, probably even less than seven years. 2018, he was at the Roosters. Uh, but, yeah, oh, I think that Josh Curran would be a very, very good signing uh, for the Canterbury Bulldogs. And I think that, you know, I, I think we always sort of look at teams on paper and go, okay, well, he can't get a spot in the back row. What's the point? But, you know, he's only one injury, one suspension away. Uh, you know, you have a look at last season. Viliami Kikau missed the vast majority of the season. Jacob Preston missed the back end of it. Uh, Josh Curran is a guy that I think could very quickly uh, jump into that starting pack. And if they have an injury, I mean, like, I love Jacob Preston. I think he's done tremendously well. He's very impressive. Uh, but we have seen a number of guys burst on the scene in their first year. Look unbelievable. Then hit a bit of a lull. Uh, Britton Nekodai, for example, you know, burst onto the scene. Then sort of lulled for a year or two, finding his way in first grade. Uh, and is now back to being one of those top shelf guys. So having a Josh Curran, I don't think it's a negative thing at all. And I personally don't think it's a bad move by Josh Curran. Uh, if it isn't working out at the New Zealand Warriors, I would say he's got a decent little payday at Canterbury. Uh, I think it's going to be a good little signing. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being their lock forward come round one. That's my little smokey to keep an eye on. I think that he's always been used as sort of an edge guy. Uh, but I do think he's got a bit more to offer uh, than what we realize when he's playing in the 13 role. Another thing to watch there... As far as Supercoach goes, uh, Josh Curran has always just been a low-key gun. It's just he needs to get the opportunities. Uh, when you have a look at games this year when he's played, let's say 50, let's say 60 plus minutes. So round six, he played 80 minutes. He scored 64 in base. Uh, round seven, he played 73 minutes, 48 minutes in base. Round round nine, he played 70 minutes, 49 minutes in base. For 49 points in base. Round 11, 80 minutes, 51 points in base. A try and a line break, 76 points. Uh, like, just when he gets opportunities, he is very fucking good. So he's another one to watch for Supercoach. You look at the last two games of the season, he started in the edge on both of those. Uh he played 80 minutes against the Dragons, uh, 53 in base for a score of 57. Then he played 80 minutes against the Dolphins, 56 in base uh, for a score of 80. Had a couple of line breaks and whatnot in there as well. So he is a guy that you really, really need to keep an eye on. And if he suddenly does find himself in a starting big-minute role for Canterbury, he's going to be a guy that we're going to be talking about in Supercoach all of next season. He's going to be a very, very popular guy. Just having a look at some of his uh, games last year for the Warriors when he started in the 13 jersey. So he started in the 13 jersey for the first seven weeks of last season. Uh, he scored 81, 63, 56, 49, 92, 59, and 32. The game that he scored 32 was the only game that he played less than 65 minutes in. He played 42 minutes. In that 42 minutes, he based 34. You have a look at his base stats compared to minutes last season. 65 minutes round one, 49 base. Round two, 73 minutes, 61 base. Round three, 67 minutes, 48 base. Round four, 80 minutes, 41 base. Uh, round five, 84 minutes, 59. You get the point. 70, 59, 42, 34. Uh, when given an opportunity to play through the middle, Josh Curran is an absolute super coach gun. And I think he will be a guy that we'll be talking about for the Canterbury Bulldogs. I think he's going to be a very interesting guy on draft day as well. He's a guy that I will be targeting without a doubt. So I think it's a good little get by the Canterbury Bulldogs. The next one we've got here, the Newcastle Knights re-sign Phoenix Crossland until the end of 2026. What a story 
with this has been Phoenix Crossland. Uh, you know, you have a look at the start of this season. What did we think of Phoenix? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. He was the next big halfback to come out of Newcastle. He then was being used as a lock, then played a little bit of hooker. They then thought, okay, we're... You know we have we don't have enough faith in him to lead for him to lead this team. We need to go and get Jackson Hastings. Before that, they thought, "Fuck, we need to go and get Jake Clifford." Um, but Phoenix, I mean, he has jumped in and played hooker. Uh, his first five games were pretty average. His service was pretty average, but he's absolutely worked his dick off. And by the end of the season, he was one of the form hookers in the nine. I don't care what anyone says. I know there was a number of people in media and podcasting one night that got stuck into him, and I just thought it was fucking ludicrous. Um, if you can't see that he is a handy player, Phoenix Crossland, and a and a good hooker. If you take away what you used to know about Phoenix, about being a halfback and a lock and all this sort of stuff, and you just watched him play nine, you would have been saying, oh, there's a young gun of the future. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. Uh, So I think Phoenix is a great re-signing for the Newcastle Knights and a fantastic story for him as well. I think if it wasn't for... His injuries at the back end of the season, um, I think that Phoenix, he, without a doubt, would have been the Kiwis 9 right now coming up against the Kangaroos. So, congratulations to Phoenix Crossland. Huge re-signing. Good for the Newcastle Knights. Uh, they have obviously still got uh, Jaden Braley at the club as well. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, I think you need to keep in mind that Phoenix, you know, he played great footy this year, and that was when he was playing 80 minutes. With Jaden Braley next year, I think he will be the starting 9, Braley. And I think Phoenix will just come on and just play some crafty footy, which is... Uh, where he was so dominant this year. He's obviously tough as nails. You might do it the other way. Maybe Phoenix is just so good in defense that you do it the other way. But, however, the Newcastle Knights decide to run their hooker rotation. They have got two genuine, fantastic nines in their side, uh, and it sets them up very, very well. Makes life hard for Kurt Mann. Uh, It's one guy I thought about when Phoenix re-signed. You're obviously going to have Braley. You've got to remember, Braley was the club captain, I'm pretty sure, Um, or one of the club captains. Uh, So you'll have Braley and you'll have Phoenix. I'm not quite sure if Kurt Mann is then able to fit into the side. It's going to be interesting, but a great headache to have. If Kurt Mann can't fit into your team, you're doing a couple of things right. So a very good story there. Uh, the Canberra Raiders have obviously lost Jack White, and they've been on the lookout for a replacement for him. K.O. Weeks was rumoured for a number of months now to be heading down to the nation's capital, and the Raiders, the Green Machine, they have struck. The Raiders signed K.O. Weeks on a two-year deal for 2024 and 2025. Very, very interesting uh, to see. You would have to assume he does start in the 5-8 role. Other options, sort of Ethan Strange, Seb Chris has been flooded up. If those are all your options, I would probably lean towards playing KO Weeks. Uh, I was incredibly excited about KO Weeks a couple of years ago. I thought he was going to be a genuine superstar of our game. Um, I'll be honest with you, since he's come into first grade... Uh, he, he's been underwhelming. I don't think there's any hiding away from that. I think there is potential there, definitely. Uh, but he has been underwhelming so far in his first grade career. But uh, I'm not going to hold it too heavily against him at the moment simply because he was under Anthony Seabold and uh, like it, lump it, get, w- w- however you want to take it. Anthony Seabold, he, like, he doesn't have the greatest history of getting the absolute best out of players recently. Uh, so I am keen to see KO Weeks go down there to the nation's capital. Um, I always viewed him as a fullback when he was coming through the grade. So to see him jump in and play potentially 5'8", uh, in that Raider system that is a little bit clunky, that worries me a little bit as well, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, but it will be interesting to see how it plays out. I I think if, if the man, if the Raiders would have signed KO Weeks two years ago, I would have been super excited about the signing. I would have been super hyped for it. And I would have been tipping him for big things that year. Just seen him at the Manly Seagulls. He was a little bit underwhelming. I think he was played a little bit out of position at different points. But if they have signed him to play 5'8", 
I, I kind of think he is playing out of position. But maybe I haven't seen enough of him. But I think there is talent there. I think there is potential that the Raiders have got themselves a genuine star. Uh, but I think there is a lot of work to be done there. And he's one that I'll be watching very, very closely. So I'll be going into this one with an open mind to see how he goes down there at the Raiders. Because uh, I know I've seen that potential coming through the grades. I just haven't seen it in first grade yet. Which sometimes it just takes time uh, for that sort of skill set and that ability and that potential to transition to reps in first grade. So the Raiders, hopefully, they have found their answer to Jack Whiten. Um, it's interesting. A lot of people think he might play fullback. Uh, I personally don't think so. I think he will be the 5'8". I think they've got Xavier Savage down there. I don't think they'll play Savage round one. I think they'll go with the young gun, Chevy Stewart, who I've been talking about for quite some time. I don't think Xavier Savage has a huge future down there at the Canberra Raiders. I just, that's my vibe. Just from the outside looking in, no, no intel, no inside information. That's just my vibe from the outside looking in of how things are playing out down there in the nation's capital and how hard they went after Chevy Stewart. Uh, so, yeah, KO Weeks heading to the nation's capital, the Canberra Raiders, the green machine. Very keen to see how he goes down there. Hopefully he can reignite his career. The Canterbury Bulldogs, uh, they have re-signed Blake Wilson, who obviously made his debut this year. Scored a couple of tries in first grade. Blake Wilson, I think he had an afternoon uh, where he might have scored a triple as well, maybe against South Sydney, I want to say. Uh, Blake Wilson obviously was playing up in the Queensland Cup a couple of years ago. Uh, we did tip him uh, to score a few tries when he came into first grade this year. He is a try scorer of note. Uh, there's rumours getting around now that they they could be potentially letting Josh Adokar go to the Parramatta Eels. I'm not quite buying those just yet. Uh, we'll wait till like someone official comes out and talks about those. Uh, but Blake Wilson, I think he's going to be a good guy to have in their side. I'm not sure if he's ever going to be a guy that's going to play like a stack of rep football and stuff. So I think he'll always be a good value guy to have in your side. But uh, you have a look at the games that he played this year. 11 games. He scored eight tries uh, and he had 57 tackle breaks, 15 line breaks. So for your debut season in a team that came second or third last, whatever it might be, uh, a pretty handy record there. And I, I know he scored three tries in one game. Uh, was it three? Maybe it was Maybe it was less. Uh, but still pretty damn impressive. He is a guy... Oh, sorry. I'm looking at his New South Wales Cup stats. So in New South Wales Cup this year, he played 11 games. He scored eight tries. Uh, when you have a look at his record there, uh, he played a few games on the wing, played a few games at full he was actually named in one game to play in the second row. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but a guy that can play wing, can play fullback. Uh, and when he got into first grade, he definitely handled himself. I'm just going to get up his um, his stats in for the Canterbury Bulldogs because uh, I think they were pretty impressive as well. I think he scored a fair whack of tries. Uh, so Blake Wilson in first grade this year, uh, 11 games as well, scored six tries, had 11 line breaks, 47 tackle breaks. So in a team that was down the bottom of the ladder, uh, pretty impressive. So uh, they only won two or three of his, what, 11 games that he played in. So they weren't traveling too well, Canterbury. Uh, but 11 line breaks, 47 tackle breaks, four tries here, six tries. Uh, pretty handy in your debut season. So I think it's a good little re-signing by the Canterbury Bulldogs. As I said, I don't think Blake Wilson is going to be a superstar, uh, but I think he's going to be a very good clubman to have in your side. Uh, and especially if Josh Adekar does leave, a pretty handy replacement there. Not at the same level as Fox, obviously, guys, uh, but a handy guy to have there. So congratulations to him. The last one here is an interesting one, and one that I probably didn't see coming, to be completely honest with you. The Manly Seagulls signed Corey Waddell. Now, Corey Waddell was actually at the Manly Seagulls a couple of years ago. I believe he made his debut over there. 
Uh, played for probably two or three years uh, and then obviously made the move to the Canterbury Bulldogs where it really did not work out. Uh, and Corey, I don't know, it sort of felt like his development stalled a little bit, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, now, when he was coming through, Corey Waddell, I uh, I actually really rated him when he came through at the Manly Seagulls, made his debut, first few games, did some really nice things. And I was really, really excited about Corey Waddell. Had a nice little bit of ball playing to him, had a nice offload about him. Uh, he's now played 100 games of first grade. Well, he, he's at 95 games of first grade. Uh, and he's definitely not where I thought he would be by this point of his career. Made his debut with the Seagulls in 2019, uh, played there in 2020, and then moved to the Canterbury Bulldogs in 2021, where I thought he'd be a fantastic sighting. Uh, And, you know, he's played 20-odd games every season since then, uh, but he definitely is not at the point that I thought he would be. Uh, He's played another 40 or 50 games in reserve grade as well in New South Wales Cup. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how he goes back at the Seagulls. Is it a signing that they needed? Uh, potentially not, but, you know, Kelmer's obviously left. You've obviously got just Josh used to moving back to the second row. But I do think Corey Waddell is a good guy to have in your side, and I think that, you know, when he was younger, he did play some of his best footy at the Seagulls. Uh, hopefully they can get him back to his best form because I do think uh, that Corey Waddell at his absolute best, I think there is a pretty damn good little footballer in there. I just don't think we've seen it over the last two years or so. So I'm interested to see how this one plays out. He's another guy um, that I think similar to Josh Curran, that if he is able to get an opportunity, uh, I, I think he's another guy that could be really interesting as far as super coach goes. As I said, he's got a nice little offload, bit of upside to him. Uh, I'm not sure if the Seagulls are going to be the sort of team where he's going to be able to play huge minutes. They are a little bit light on middles, to be fair. Uh, but I think there is potential there for Corey Waddell. I did really like him in the early parts of his career. Uh, you have a look at games where he played big minutes this year in Supercoach. Uh, he played 80 minutes against South Sydney Rabbitohs in round six, base stat 44. Uh, 80 minutes in round seven, base stat 44 again. Uh, 74 minutes against the Sharkies. Uh, now, he had 57 base stats here and scored a try and had about 26 in evading, so he scored 98 there. Another 80-minute game with 44 base stats. So if he plays 80 minutes, you're sort of looking at somewhere between about 40 to 45 base stats. So... Another guy, super coach wise, if he does get an opportunity, maybe there's potential there. You have a look at the back end of his season, obviously playing for a contract at this point, so worth considering that. Played 80 minutes in the last three games. His super coach scores there were 58, 104, 51. Um, super coach scores aren't everything to go by. I mean, if you're looking at super coach stuff, it definitely is. Uh, but I, I just think there, there is evidence there that there is a genuine potential footballer in Corey Waddell. I think that was very obvious from the start of his career. We just haven't quite seen him put it together just yet. Yet. So hopefully returning to the Manly Seagulls, hopefully it can spark something in his career. Because I think if it doesn't, unfortunately, I think Corey could be looking at like the English Super League very, very quickly. So I don't mind this little pump by Manly. I think they would have got him very, very cheap. Uh, I don't think they would have had to have paid overs for him or anything. I don't think the Canterbury Bulldogs would have been. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
upset to lose him, especially uh, when they signed Josh Curran. So from the Manly Seagulls' point of view, I don't mind this little gamble. We'll see how it goes. You won't take up much of your cap. It'll be easy to move on. If not, it is only a one-year contract. Uh, so Corey Waddell, once again, he will be playing for a contract. So you might get some really good footy out of him. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, guys, they are all the signings from the last uh, 48 hours. So we've obviously got the Josh Adokar, the Ryan Madison, potential swap deal. Uh, nothing official on that yet, guys. It seems very pie-in-the-sky sort of stuff at the moment. Uh, so when we get something a little bit more official on that, I'll probably touch on it. Uh, but I really don't mind it for both teams if it does play out that way. Parramatta, they obviously need a gun outside back. We've been saying it for a long time. Personally, I'd rather it be a centre, uh, but, I mean, if it's Josh Adokar, you're not going to complain about that in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, obviously, the Canterbury Bulldogs, they do need middle forwards. Uh, obviously, TPJ, Luke Thompson gone, so Matto would be a pretty good little get there for them. Obviously, with Josh Curran as well, that'd be two big additions to that footy side. Uh, but, yeah, guys, that'll do us for this afternoon. Uh, thank you for tuning in once again. Plenty more content coming your way tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.